Do you think you could hit a ball out of an MLB bar- ballpark? Me? Yes. Saying like off of an MLB pitcher or anything. Like I'm just saying, like just hit one out. Like, yeah. Let me say this in Spanish. No, I do not think I could. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I could either. Um, Real thing. I think there's plenty. I think with enough practice and maybe at a younger age. I don't know, maybe it's enough practice in general, but um, I, I just probably could have because I don't think your age is. A, I don't think your age is a limiting factor at all. You're in good shape. You're. I am, but like I'm in good shape. I, I run a lot. I don't I don't lift like baseball players. I, I imagine you probably need to lift and get a little bit a little bit stronger in the legs and, and arms and shoulders and uh, be yeah, able to hit. You're... We are like you. We're the dreamers of the NFL. I'm Jacob. And I'm Trevor. And we dream big together about all the coolest scenarios in the NFL that may or may not ever happen in the league. Wouldn't it be cool if they did? Dude, speaking of breaking records, too, we can keep kind of pitching this in, but... um... I was talking with my dad earlier this week about receivers. So no receivers hit a 2000 yard season like ever in, in one single season in the NFL. And now we have more games than ever in the NFL. You get 17 games in the regular season. So it's only a matter of time. It feels like before somebody's about to, you have that plus the momentum of like wide receiver as a position really has been, growing in popularity and in skill level and you have a wider talent pool of like people becoming wide receivers because offenses are gearing more towards air raid passing style attacks and so it's only a matter of time now somebody's gonna do it who do you think is gonna be the first though who's gonna be like the trailblazer to have the first season i think the obvious answer is justin jefferson i, I mean Get, I mean, he's getting the most volume. He had the most catches in the league last year. And he turned that into the most yards in the league last year. Oh, by the way, I think he's 24 or 5. He's younger than you and I. Um, I think he's already posted 3,000-yard receiving seasons. Again, younger than you and I. I mean, I, I, I think is on a path that could lead him to not just the Hall of Fame, but Jerry Rice is out there at a place that I don't know if you can ever get to, but he could be one of the best receivers of all time. Well, because he has the most career yards. Yeah, Jerry Rice is the most, like, career, like, pretty much anything for receivers. He's absurd. Or something like that. That takes just... Uh, well, I, I guess two things. It's it's like volume. Like you need to put up good volume every season, but then you have to do that for a long time. It's it's like the multitude of seasons that you see. That's why like Tom Brady has so many Super Bowl wins and Super Bowl appearances. Like you don't show up to ten Super Bowls unless you play for at least ten seasons. And even then, making the Super Bowl is so rare. But let's just give him the benefit of the doubt. Like. 
somebody has to play for 10 seasons in the NFL, that's five times the average NFL career, you know? So then for a position like wide receiver, which I, I mean, that age, average age of retirement, like on some of the, the better players is getting a little bit older, but not that much. You, you know, a career takes the duration of, of how long somebody's excelling at, at a high level season after season after season but in one season to break a record like that like you could just it, like some guy could just get lucky like dumb luck right yeah. just have one season where like the stars align yeah i mean the the stars like they really have to align and they have to be a very special player too i don't think for you unless you are a special player right i mean you have to because like how do you get that kind of volume well you've got to be one of the best players on the field pretty much every time you step on it um oh totally and then you have to do something um so here i'm looking up i just want to see just because my brain got on the track of so justin jefferson Averaging sixteen hundred yards a season in his career. Averaging um, sixteen hundred yards a season. Yes. Um, Jerry Rice. He had twenty two thousand eight hundred ninety five yards. Okay. And how long did he play for? Um. Let's see. He played. No, Jesus, Washington's one, two. He played. Looks like twenty years or nineteen years. Oh, yeah, I've got twenty on mine. Okay, twenty. So he averaged about eleven hundred thousand one hundred forty-four yards a season. So Justin Jefferson is on a great pace. Uh, Miz is, uh, you know, you got to do that for fucking 20 years. And he's three right? years into his career? Yeah. So Jerry Rice had one year where he only played two games in 97, which, if I'm not mistaken, could, there could have been a lockout or something. I'm not totally sure. Or he could have gotten hurt. I don't know exactly what happened there. But he played, so he only got... 78 yards that year. Other than that, the lowest amount of yards that he got in his entire career was 429, and that was in his very last season. Mm. When he was yeah. 42 years old playing wide receiver in the NFL for the for the Seahawks. He got the bulk of those yards with the Seahawks and three touchdowns. Um, <laughs> like, in 2002... He made the Pro Bowl as a 40-year-old and had 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns at 40 years old. Wow. That's a football player. Yeah. So that's, that that's is... what Justin up against as a career to meet up with Jerry Rice. But, like, I mean... The longevity is what I think is the toughest thing for him to get to get all those seasons. But like, so say 
So Justin Jefferson's at sixteen hundred. Sixteen oh eight, right? How many does that take to get so what take twenty two thousand? The other thing I, I did the math on real quick was in order to hit two thousand yards over the seventeen games, uh it's hundred and seventeen point six four. So if we round up hundred and eighteen yards per game is what you have to average in order to hit two thousand exactly. A little above How- I guess now. What's the average? 18 yards per game. Again, doable Jefferson, but it's just again the stars. You you, you got to get the you got to get the uh, the volume. Get some probably you're going to need some long plays and touchdowns in there, right? Oh, for sure, because you're not catching like screens for 20 yards five times a game. Even then, you'd still be 20 yards. You'd have to be six times a game. That's not. And that's another reason that Justin Jefferson's perfect for this, right? Is the Viking off Vikings offense is a very vertical offense and they're going to push the ball downfield and they love, they really just want to push the ball downfield to him. Um, so, I mean, it's the, the recipe is there 1809 last year, right? So he's not too far off. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, It's it, it it's doable. It's it's something like that. Like I would love to. See, I've loved Justin Jefferson since he first got in the league. He's been one of my favorite players to watch. Um, like I would I would love to see. Uh, Justin Jefferson break that, break the yardage record. Um, also, the other thing too is I'm asking up with he would need to con- that he's currently at for just over eleven more seasons. To pass three yards, eleven total or eleven more, like just over eleven point two three seasons. So twelve more seasons, and then the record's his. Essentially, yes. Assuming somebody's going to play a full, I know you don't have to play a full season. Well, twelve but... more seasons where he averages sixteen hundred yards a season. I mind you. I mean, you do that. You're solidifying yourself as as one of the oh one of the, the best I, or the best. No, the if you pass if you pass that record by Jerry Rice, like you are the best receiver of all time. And and at that, that's twelve years from now. The record's his, and he's younger than you and I. Right, like twenty six. Mm-hmm. So he's twenty. Four twenty five. Um, I believe twenty five. Going to turn twenty five. Okay, so twelve years from now, he's thirty seven. Jerry Rice played until he was forty two, so he could four. arguably squeeze in another four or five seasons. He just turned twenty four. Just turned twenty four. He turned twenty four a month ago. Holy! And he's smokes. got Thunder's belt. So eleven years from now, he's going to be thirty-five. Like doable. Yeah, it's it's not. Who's the oldest receiver in the league now? Like Julio or something? Ah, probably not Julio. Is it Julio? Who else is older? Julio is like thir- almost thirty-eight. Julio's been almost. around a while. Oh. 
Let's see. Well, this is probably from 2022. Matthew Slater last year. Sean Jackson, AJ Green. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Julio is up there. He's like eighth on the list or something like that. Talking about another this is receiver. A new era of receivers come in. The other thing I'm thinking too is um things change every year. Like for you to be able to to average that, to do that every year when teams are constantly changing, locker rooms constantly flowing guys in and out, position groups are are getting better and worse and you know coaching staffs change and like you're just seeing different teams even if you're with the same franchise every year this year the vikings added jordan addison to their wide receiver room do you think addison helps his case for getting closer to that 2000 mark or do you think that might take some of the market share of those yards from him um i think it's more i think it probably it's more of a benefit Unless Jordan, oh, interesting. Has, in my opinion, I think it's more of a benefit. I, I just, I think Justin Jefferson is so good that it doesn't really matter what else is in that room. Like he is that. You're feeding him the ball, like I don't give a fuck who else is in the room with him. Like he's getting his targets. Like has to. He's a game maker. Like he, he, he I like that's that's the kind of player I think he is. So. Especially, I mean, Addison coming in as a rookie, like he's gonna have. I, if if he plays really well, like he's gonna drop. Maybe he draws some coverage. He's gonna get a lot of looks himself, right? He can have a great season, but at the end of the day, everything in that offense is going to through Justin Jefferson. Yeah, you've got Addison, KJ Osborne. Oh, they got TJ Hawkinson last season, middle of the year. Yeah, I mean, um, so Hawkinson might get some like offense. red zone share, but they, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook, um, but they have Alexander Madison, who's proved more than capable when he's stepped in for Cook when Cook was hurt in the past. So their offense is going to be probably pretty electric, and Justin Jefferson's going to be the center of it. Like, I, I think Justin Jefferson above like that kind of competition like he doesn't really have to compete for targets like they're building everything around him how's their offensive line the vikings uh it could be better could be better know a whole lot about it um but you know that kirk cousins is typically pretty high up there in the sacks um, now that could just be because again they run a more vertical offense and they like to push the ball downfield. But um, let's back. let's make let's make sure I'm not talking out my ass and have to eat my words here. Because that does make sense too. If they do run a more vertical offense, it takes time for plays like that to develop. You don't throw the ball downfield unless you've got a man downfield to throw it to. Otherwise, those safeties can sit back further. You know, like they they get a. 12 Trevor was handicap not, on the run. Trevor was not talking out of his ass. Kirk in sacks last year. Only behind uh, what? Russell Wilson and Tua? Uh, sorry, it was Russell Wilson and Justin Fields. Uh, oh, Justin, Justin Fields, yeah. Wilson were tied. 
Um, let's see, 2021, I guess that's, you know, we're getting more away from relevance, but 2021, they were a lot better. 2021, he was the least sacked quarterback. That's interesting. Oh, no. Oh. It wasn't the least, but very, very low on the least list. Huh. Interesting. So, but last year they weren't there. Know what they've done to improve the offensive line. Um, so that could be something. I mean, still, Justin Jefferson put up 1,800 yards and their offense gave up plenty of sacks. But sometimes the best way to evaluate an offensive line, right? That could just be because they're pushing the ball downfield, the quarterback's holding on to the ball for longer. So he takes, right? Like, I've always felt like Russell Wilson, when he was in Seattle, that his sack numbers were a little bit inflated by the fact that he did hold on to the ball and scramble a little bit more. And because of that, he took more. the best at staying in the pocket. Yeah. Well, yeah. Made him special, but also. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, you know, it, it, it was probably something that aided in the reason why we always finished pretty high on the sack numbers now that's not an excuse i was beating the drum our offensive line was that whole time but are you watching the home run derby right now i am i can hear yours in the background did you see what julio just did 41 home runs in the first that was that was it was one of the most incredible things I have ever watched in my life. He was. I am so jealous of all the people I know that are there right now. Like I, Colin and Devin are there. Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a video they play for a long, long time, and they're gonna be able to be like, "I was there when that happened." Yeah, yeah, that was pretty yeah. crazy. That was uh, that was nuts. Hopefully, you can go on and win it but yeah i mean with the energy the crowd's giving him too i wouldn't be shocked oh. i didn't have him winning when i saw the lineup but i don't know like momentum is on his side um yeah he that was i mean he looked like nobody was gonna be able to beat him last year and he tired out in the last round but i mean well, right now, the the second place is Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and he looked pretty gassed by the end of his first round. Julio hit 41 home runs, had a full minute of bonus time, and looked like he could have gone a little more. Like, yeah. he's he's got that the wind was, in his back right now. That was nuts. Adrenaline is a hell of a drug. So is this the second round now? Yeah, this is the second round. That is a hell of a hell of a matchup. That's a hell of a second round. It's like Chiefs Bills divisional round a couple seasons ago. <laughs> yeah, I will say Luis Robert was or Robert whatever I'm supposed to pronounce it um, was very impressive in the first round as well. Yeah. It was like 
and he did have like a lot of the bonus time left because he only needed to hit one home run in bonus time. So he yeah, could twenty eight. How many did Julio have in regular time? In regular I time, remember. I think it was thirty two or thirty one or thirty two. I want to say 32 right like 14 in the first minute yes yeah which is just absurd yeah um i do i like the uh home run derby uh with the time the, like right. showdown so much better than the the showdowns and then yeah like the timed rounds and like the uh when they would do like outs or whatever like every swing that wasn't a home run got like 10 outs or bullshit like that yeah i didn't this is a much better just let's just match janet does bring stamina into it a little bit i know plus dude it's gonna be exhausting like you get a minute and a half. You're just like, just keep throwing, and I'll just, I just keep swinging. <laughs> Dude, they're they're hitting these balls fucking hard, and it's and like then, set, what's... go, set, go. What do you think about the the bonus time? So you hit two home runs that are 440 feet or greater, and that's 30 seconds of bonus time. So I don't understand why the fuck he would have a just random 30-second bonus time that everybody gets. What is Like, that uh, doesn't make – that's not – why is that bonus time? It's not really bonus time if everybody gets it and you don't have to do anything to earn. So everyone like, gets 30 seconds already? And then if you, and then if you hit uh, – if you hit two – get – um, an extra 30 seconds on top of that. Right. So that so, I like, understand because that's like, you see yeah, power that makes hitters sense. and that buys them a little time because they're hitting impressive home runs. Not everyone's fucking Sammy Sosa with a corked bat, you know? Yeah, no, it, it makes complete sense. But it what doesn't the, make sense is why the 30 seconds, the, the called bonus time... That they just give to everybody. You seriously don't have to earn that? I thought there was something they're doing to to get that. No, no. The first thirty seconds is just there. You just get it. Also, he it's just like a hit built-in 30. timeout. Randy, or it's kind of like two-minute warning. This guy just hit thirty before bonus time. That's uh in Julio territory. <laughs> oh boy. Well, yeah. I mean, like. I guess what I have a problem with isn't that they have the 30 seconds. It's that they call it a bonus. I okay, think what so they it's just the name. call it. Yeah, like maybe you just call it like overtime or something like that. You bullshit and you call it the ninth inning or the tenth inning or something like that. <laughs> your Your extra inning. I don't know, like come up with it because it, it's not really bonus. Yeah, I mean, what? it. Well, it is bonus. It's not earned, but it's it is bonus. It's bonus time on top of 
Oh, he gets a minute What they should two. do is they should say that you get, like, whatever. Minutes or three, three, what they give you three and a half minutes, right? They give you three minutes, then, and then what they should do is they should just say it's just three and a half minutes with a mandatory, it's an extra inning. with a mandatory break at 30 seconds. So then you're talking about the mm. break. And then you still have your regular bonus. I don't know. I just don't yeah. like it. I don't like it. It's confusing verbiage. Gosh, dude. He, how do you say his name? A Rosarina? Randy? A Rosarina? That's, that's how I think. Yeah, Rosarina sounds right. It rolls off the tongue pretty good, actually. I think it's going to be him and Julio in the final round. 34 is fucking pretty absurd this is only the eighth he's hit over 30 in a round eighth time Ooh. ever eighth time ever Leo's got three of those he smokes 35 and how many times oh. has 40 been hit in a round then because who just did that Twice. And Julio is one of them. Vlad Guerrero, the last time he played in this, hit 40 in a round. Wow. And Julio just broke it. 41. So that's the record most anybody's ever hit in a round. What, uh, what other ballparks have you been to? Um, I haven't been to any, so that's why I'm like, mm, can't really say much. But the only one I've been to is Safeco or T-Mobile. I see. I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily saying it's the best, but it's 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 up there. It's one of the, one of the really nice ballparks out there. I know that there's, I've seen interviews of professional players saying that they really like it. Uh, it's like pretty consistently like one of the underrated ones that people like to mention. Like you'll hear a lot of you know like the Fenways, Yankee stadiums, and like the you know hallowed grounds, Dodger stadiums, but. Right, like the classics, the yeah. the the word escapes me, but the OGs of ballparks. You know where all the history has been. Right. Nostalgic. Like for me, it's the fact that like you know you've got what like forty or fifty thousand people in that ballpark, all rooting and cheering on. Not necessarily for. Typically, I mean, this is different because it's an all-star. You know, we've got a bunch of different teams represented and everything. But typically, it's everybody's rooting for the one thing. And, you know, when Julio was up, everybody was rooting for that one thing. What else brings, you know, 50,000 people that are rooting for the exact same thing at the exact same time in one place? Not a whole lot. It's a pretty special feeling. Exactly. So like that's what I mean. Like I remember during COVID, like that's what I missed the most when we were like locked down, empty stadiums. And then my first experience is getting to be back in stadiums were like pretty emotional, honestly, because I was like, damn, I really missed this. It's cool to like feel that energy of all these people around you, hoping something cool happens, hoping your team gets a. That's so true.
Okay, so you think Justin Jefferson's going to hit 2,000 yards this season? Well, first, at least. I don't know about this season. Could be this Honestly, season. Here, here's what I'll... we are at the point where, like, I'm one of those, like, when they're doing, like, bold predictions at the beginning of the season, somebody's going to say that as their bold prediction of the season. And I, I, I do not think it's, it's crazy out of reach. Like, that dude is only – not like – like, he had – 1400 yards as a rookie and then 1600 yards last year he was a pro bowler bowl right so like it's not like this last year where he put up 1800 teams didn't know about him and weren't he is the guy that teams are trying to stop and they can't fucking stop you know so i do think that i I think he's going to set some some records in his career. I don't think he's going to touch the career. As like, I think we're just like it's gonna it's gonna be so rare to see people really play that long anymore. You guys are making in these leagues, like, I I I feel like people are more inclined to just you know like okay like they'll go and the coming for and you know it's going to take really particular types of people that want to go and play until they're in their 40s right and you have to have a career path that can allow it right like I think you know like you could see just Jefferson having a really 13 14 year career and being short of those numbers and you know but like he goes that long i'd be impressive like if he never won a super bowl like he's fighting for a super bowl like he can't control that as much as a receiver jerry rice was fortunate enough to you know, win quite a few super bowls there with san francisco and then well, tom also brady think about who jerry rice is playing with right like you have jerry rice and joe montana and steve young yeah you had a hall of fame quarterbacks i mean that's which that's, no offense to kirk cousins he's he's good he's definitely one of the actually i don't know if he's top 10 in the league right now but he he's good but i I wouldn't call him a hall of fame quarterback at this point in his career no he's 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 not a hall of fame he's just he's just not a hall of fame quarterback but so is that maybe something that's missing like does he need that I don't think he needs that to hit 2000. I don't even think he necessarily, like he's pretty like I, I, Justin Jefferson, as long as he's got, he's got to have a quarterback is good enough. Kirk Cousins is definitely good enough. This has shown that he can get the ball to him fairly efficiently. Right. Right. And honestly, part of it, you almost want a quarterback that's good, but not great. Because they're going to probably rely on that really great receiver. Great quarterbacks are. Great quarterbacks are going to be able to beat the defense with their mind and spread the ball around. Like, not that they don't know that who they're. But, Mm -hmm. you know, quarterback like her cousin's like, he's panicking. He's throwing it up there. He's like, fuck it. 18's out there something. Like. Yeah, and then you, you rely also on, like, who your coaching staff is, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, like, their ability to get creative and to be disciplined enough to find tactful ways to get the ball in the hands of your best playmakers. And, mm-hmm. like, 
your most proven guy at this point is Justin Jefferson. You know, right. you'll see well, who else like, emerges okay. from the ranks in the next season or two. But and then I I, I keep making these comparisons to Jerry Rice because you know I, I probably the guy or guy to compare him to would be Randy Moss just because especially because they both you know started out in Minnesota. But ooh, I like that one. But you look at like if he's trying to go for these like these you know crazy crazy career records, um, you're you're looking Jerry Rice, uh, train, um, and I think he is aided. Justin Jefferson is by the fact that in a new era of the NFL that is much more, you know, it revolves around the passing game and the receiver. When Jerry Rice was there, but. Again, well, I mean, is that an aid though? Because I can make the a, argument too. The fact that the league wasn't as inclined to uh, pass the ball as much may have been to the benefit of the wide receivers who, who to Jerry Rice as a wide receiver being at the the elite talent he had, because that wasn't the expectation. There wasn't as much um, eye and awareness and and film watched on on just mechanics against the receiver no i'm totally willing to be wrong i just i do think there is an argument to be made for that oh i i I don't think it's a matter of matter of opinion um it's better how Uh, you see the like i think you can absolutely make that argument and like I was just about to get in about the fact that like another thing that aided jerry rice in getting to where he was is that he was also he also had the coach in Bill Walsh that came up with the West Coast offense and it was like a whole new thing that defend right and that again kind mm. of even it even furthers the point that you were just making so it's kind of funny that you started saying that so you True. know it, it yeah it, it could be like a bit of a double-edged sword but it was just a perfect little storm going on in San Francisco at that time. It was, yeah. Like when you go and you dissect it and you look at it and you're like, you can see why he ended up where he ended up to like become the greatest. Now he still had to be that guy. Like this isn't taking anything from him. We were saying earlier, like you need these, this perfect storm of things to happen for you to get to that kind of level. Same thing with Tom Brady. Guy's a, you know, the 199th pick in the draft, you know, like he's not supposed to do anything, but he gets the perfect storm, you know, goes to New England, Drew Bledsoe gets hurt. He has Bill Belichick. He, you know, I mean, all of these things happen that make him the, you know, Malcolm Butler intercepts that pass on the goal line. They come back from 28 to three, like Adam Vinatieri was born, like (laughs) things that made, Oh my God! Some kid just got smoked in the face with a line drive. Oh shoot! I had to move rooms. I don't have on the screen anymore. Oh no! That kid just got smoked. How old's the kid? I think the kid's off the ground though. I didn't see it. They cut to like the over on that side, and he's probably going to cry and giving mom a hug. Kids, kids, okay though. Moving around. That's good. That's good sign. At a kid. Oh, that kid got t- took it to the face. 
Wow. We're going to see. Uh, uh, sure. After I'm done, we're done recording here. Oh, man. I could easily get distracted and go on a tangent about. Are, have you been on threads yet? The the Twitter for Instagram? No. No. I, ah. I, I feel like in solidarity for Twitter, I'm not going to be on threads. I don't need another social media, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I think that's most most people in the world at this point. But also, it does seem like from from like screenshots and stuff I've seen, it literally looks like an exact copy of Twitter. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have like a hue of blue. It's more black and white. But <laughs> yeah, I mean... it, it basically is almost exactly like Twitter. I'm waiting to see what features of it are like distinguishably different. I because I don't really notice it yet, but yeah, well, I, I made a threads for us for the the podcast account. I don't have one for myself, but I made one for us because I'm like, fuck it, beat that yeah, thing should, up. Could be on. <laughs> we, we should have it on. Maybe maybe um, it's a, maybe we're maybe we're the first threads influencers. Who knows? Oh no 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 no. We're the people that <laughs> anyone we, who we has an Instagram thread. account. No, I mean, we make it because of threads. Like, we're the first. <laughs> we're found oh. on thread. <laughs> to give it, like, it's... Uh, we become their first exclusive podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't see why not. Um, so... Did you see that? I, I think Zuckerberg sent them a... Not Zuckerberg. Musk sent them a cease and desist. Oh, really? Yeah. Because he's like, well, this is direct rip off of Twitter. I'm no legal. I mean, that was my first initial reaction looking at it. Is this looks like a direct rip off of Twitter. I'm sure, I'm sure Zuckerberg will get away with it somehow. I'm sure it'll... It'll stick around. Who knows if it'll stick around because it's actually popular or if it just sticks around because it makes pass a lawsuit and then it dies. True. I'm like I like you have to be the latter because it passed ChatGPT as the fastest growing or fastest, yeah, fastest growing, like widely accepted platform. Like it that had some surprise. 50 million signups in one day on the first day of it. We were one of those. I mean, we were sign up number four point nine million. We're we're like pretty early on. No. Our, our podcast is pretty OG to to thread, so take a lot of pride in that. <laughs> the question is going: How many of those signups are going to be active users a week from now, or a month from now, year from now? Yeah, like the sustainability of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um. I mean, I yeah. know we keep talking about Justin Jefferson. Marshawn Lynch. Who else do you think could do it? Marshawn Lynch came out and brought out the uh, home run derby trophy there a little bit ago. That was cool to see. We'll we'll, we'll football in the home run derby. Sick. Cross the back, full beast mode. Gotta love. 
Yeah. Love Marshawn. Um, do you think there's another, like, do you think um, Jamar Chase maybe, or I think uh, like maybe Tyreek Hill. I think Jamar or... Chase, I think Jamar Chase could, but he struggles with the guy. So like the thing about just Jefferson being kind of like, he's target proof. If that makes sense, like he's gonna get his targets. Like just, just uh, I, Jamar Chase. Just, just Jamar so Chase. all these gotcha. Chase, all these Jays of LSU receiver blurring up my mind. <laughs> um, he Chase has more difficulties in terms of like target competition. Than Jefferson does. Um, T Higgins and T Higgins is good at football. Tyler Boyd is. Like, they're they are gonna spread the ball around a little bit more. Um, now he's got the benefits. Joe Burrow is that dude. Um, he's got a great connection with his quarterback. Um, considering they went to college together. Um, yeah. But like, I think he's a receiver that could be capable of it. Again, all of it needs is the perfect storm, and you know maybe it happens for him this year. I. I think there's a very short list of players that it's a possibility for, and I think he is on it. I think it's him, Justin Jefferson. Tyreek Hill, I feel like you have to put on it, just considering what he's done the last few years in terms of yards. He is in a similar situation as uh, Jamar Chase, though, where, like Jalen Waddle, that guy knows how to play the game of football pretty well. Um, and he also is very young. Yeah, and then and has a that... connection with his quarterback. Very true. What were you gonna say? Well, another thing is like I don't. I mean, can Tua stay healthy? Um, is is that gonna be a factor for him? Uh, let's see. I mean, a guy we haven't mentioned that's also in the list of. Cooper Cup, um, kind of forget mm. about because the Rams were so bad last year and he got hurt and everything. But I mean, if he stays healthy, currently has the you know the season with the second most yards in NFL history, and that was two years ago when he was only fifty three yards in two thousand. So probably capable of doing it. Um, Justin Jefferson's last year that was sixth all time. Also, by the way. But yeah, I mean, wow. um, I, and this is a, a bit of a hot take, but I do have this feeling that what we're Stephon seeing, Dick like this also. question coming. Yes. Up. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. That that's a good point. He is somebody that was that we were forgetting, and I felt like it was from the AFC too. I'm like, I feel like there's somebody else. And I, but I was thinking through. Adams. I'm like, who's on the Ravens? Who's on Devonte Adams? And the Devonte yeah. Adams is so borderline there, but I think of the time of his career where that's a possibility. Ooh, um, I think yeah, he, but. 
Yeah, and it's a bummer there aren't more receivers from the NFC that we've mentioned. Because I feel like there's some pretty solid offenses. But I think the thing you see about the NFC is like some of the top teams are the 49ers and the Eagles, and they're known for the complexity of their their schemes, and they run the ball really effectively. Like their best receivers also are just good with the ball in their hands, so they don't necessarily go deep downfield all that often. They're really good with disguising the play and popping off for 10, 20 yards, whether it's a catch or a run. And it could be any like one of them, at, right? Like, well, and that's like, to go along to your point, right? A.J. Brown was fourth in the, le- in the league in receiving, right? But he only had 88 catches. And that's kind of why I say maybe he's not really on that list of guys where it's a possibility. You know, does he have the talent to do it? Yeah, but does he have the situation? Oh, for sure. Way too much of a stretch for, for him. I think I could see it coming together and happening, right? For him, right. you know, not quite as much. I think a dark horse that we should be mindful of, and it's hard to say because he's been out of the league for a couple of years, but Calvin Ridley is really, really good. Has Trevor Lawrence throwing to him now. Um, but I don't know because we'll see. He, he's been out of the game for a couple of years, you know, on a, on his punishment. And so coming back, I think there's a lot of high expectations for him. But yeah, I don't. Really... I'm I'm of the mindset of I'm more confident in him doing well as opposed to him disappointing NFL fans or Jaguars fans for that matter. Yeah, I I think he's going to play well too. I mean. I don't know about, I mean, 2000 is a big ask. Um, but yeah, I definitely not comfortable with him being in this conversation yet, but maybe we get to overreact after week one and he goes for like 180 and three tutters and we get to be like, hey, wait a minute. This yeah. guy, deeper in the league. Yeah. Um, one thing, and I was, I was getting to this uh, a second ago, but then you remembered Stefan Diggs, but I think it's a, a trend in the league. I think this is something that's inevitable. It's going to happen, and a bit of a hot take, but my, my I don't want to say my gut, but my, my heart is what's telling me. When somebody does break the 2,000-yard mark, I think it won't be just one person that season. I think it'll be something that we start to see a couple of teams with one or two league-leading receivers will both be vying for that spot, and it won't be unnormal anymore to see the top receivers in the league hitting that mark. And it, it yeah. might not happen for a few seasons after even, but I don't. I would not be shocked, and I do kind of think it won't just be one guy. It might be a couple. You think it's going to be like a, a Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa type of thing where it's like, well, fuck, we got to just keep pumping this guy's numbers because this other guy's up there with him and we want him to set the record. Yep. Yes, yeah, so whoever you think that second in line is. Also, yeah, we don't want him to just be the other guy that also broke the season. We want him to be the guy that set the record and broke 2,000 yards in the season. Because that's the guy who's going to be remembered as doing it for the first time. Is the be, this guy won. did it for the first time, set the record, and broke 2,000 for the first time at, along with, you know, you don't want to be the 
guy. Um, you know who we forgot to talk about too? We had almost a whole episode basically dedicated to him. But um, we haven't even mentioned the leading the the number one receiver for the Buffalo Chief Chargers, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Just because he doesn't have a team doesn't mean he's not up there too. He could be one of those guys with the right team, in the right yeah. situation. He could be one of those guys. Yeah. And so that almost poses a new question that maybe it doesn't, but incredible. He's got a compass chain that spins. It is blinged up. That is nice. Would you expect anything different from Marshawn Lynch himself? No, no, I would. It was, uh, that is the most Marshawn Lynch thing I've heard. (laughs) Marshawn Lynch put his chain on him. Let's go. That's awesome. I love it. That's hilarious. Thank you for listening to the greatest hypothetical sports podcast in the world. If you loved this episode, then please click follow, give us a five-star rating, and give the next episode a listen. We'll be here every week with a new episode of Wouldn't It Be Cool? Yeah, you know, come and reach out to us on social media. Um, our at is at WIBC underscore podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We want to know, you know, what you guys think is cool. What you think, you know, wouldn't it be cool?